The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Angie, just not much to talk about. Really nothing going on. Slow news news day here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't think of a single thing that's happened lately. So can we just like leave now? I would think, you know, it wouldn't be that big a deal, right? Just put on a show from the past and they'll never know the difference because (laughs) nothing to talk about. Uh, if you are to watch the mainstream media, that might be what you think. Yeah, is it no big deal? It's this summit didn't do anything. Uh, if if this again, if this is Obama, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of diplomacy. This is the start of world peace. This man, through the power of his will and character has brought about something no one else could do. The first American president to meet with the dictator of North Korea. This is promising. Maybe we can, you know, you don't want to jump right into the human rights thing immediately, but you want to establish a relationship and then go forward with that. If this was Obama, that's what they'd be saying. Now, would the left be pissed at him? I don't know. Maybe. You know, a lot of people are speculating about that on Twitter. And it may be that if this was Obama meeting with Kim Jong-un, which he said he was going to do, if you remember correctly, he said he'll he'll meet with anybody. And I believe that the question was in the context of, would you meet with Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il? I think it was at the time. And he said, sure, I'd meet with anybody. Now, that never materialized, but the left thought that was fantastic. The right was a little irritated by it, upset with it. So, would we be bashing Obama if this was him? Probably because we don't have any faith or confidence in Barack Obama. (laughs) And we see that he leads with apologizing for everything uh, the United States of America has ever done, including the deeply flawed U.S. Constitution. And he bashed America and apologized for America on foreign soil, which you just shouldn't be doing. So I, I don't know. Would it would it be different um, if for the right if this was Obama? Maybe. But uh, your thoughts? We'd really love to love to hear today. Triple eight nine hundred thirty thirty three ninety three. Because you know if whether or not you're a Trump fan. Do you believe this to be a promising good start? Or did Trump praise him too much? Did he have too much hyperbole? Try to, you know, get this thing rolling with Kim Jong-un? Calling him a a great guy or whatever it was he said about him. He he did say, I don't want to say he's nice, but... (laughs) So, I mean, it is kind of the way Donald Trump approaches everything isn't yeah. it i mean his response to you know what he thought of him was awkward yeah and i, I mean, kind of baked that into this yeah um but to to answer your question how would the right be reacting if obama were doing this just like you said i mean obama has a track record of selling us out right obama has a track record of lying to the american people and their elected representatives when he ventures into these kind of um uh, agreement waters 
can't call it a treaty since it didn't go through the Senate with Iran. Um, you know, he has a history of doing things in darkness and, and hiding cash payments um, to people that are sworn enemies against us. So I think just putting it into the context of where Trump is coming from mm-hmm. and that he actually does want, does put America first, sometimes to a fault, maybe. Um, I, I think that we absolutely have to go uh, give him the benefit of the doubt right now and say, look, he's, he's, as people are saying on Twitter, he's moving the ball down the field. That's more than any other president has done in, what, 70 years now? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. And after the conclusion of the, of the summit, uh, Kim Jong-un said that they would be working toward denuclearization virtually immediately. Uh, so if Part that's it, yeah. whether or not that's true, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's far too early to, to proclaim this an incredible success for peace, but it's a really good start, I think. I mean, what would you rather have? Uh, an exchange of missiles? <laughs> we, we fire at them, they fire at us, vice versa. Uh, no, I'd rather I'd rather be here. I think it's too early to celebrate, but it's also it way too early to be ripping on the guy at this point. And yet, that's the first. That's the knee jerk reaction of the left because it's Donald Trump, and they hate his guts. And no matter what he does, it's not right. And you know, I I think I come into this pretty objectively. I'm not a huge Trump fan. I didn't vote for the guy. Uh, I'm skeptical of him, but, you know, as we've said, he's done a lot of good things, and this is one of them. This is one of them. I, I don't see how you take this and make it a negative. That, to me, is ludicrous. And you're rooting against the United States of America, if that's what you're doing. Uh, listen to uh, CNN's Max Boot about uh, the summit. Here's... <laughs> Here's what he had to say about it. Went a little something like this. Boot discards Trump. Yeah, that's audio. Kim Summit. That's audio. Oh, okay. That's yeah, not in video. That's your audio sheet. It's on sheet. my video sheet. That's no, your audio sheet. Here's your video Since sheet. Since when do I have an audio sheet? I was kind today. That's what I explained. I printed up an audio sheet for okay, you. Okay, well, don't, don't print up audio <laughs> Okay. Sheets. That's the video shit right safety there. Because I'm looking at this okay. and I'm thinking, okay, that's video. So I just, I throw it to them. No. No. Sorry about Mm-mm. that. Just crickets. Yeah. All right. Here's what, here's what he said. For Kim Jong-un, this is already a victory because he wants legitimacy. He wants a place on the international stage. He wants to be recognized as an equal by the president of the United States. He wants to be seen as a nuclear power. And he's achieving all that. This is a tremendous propaganda victory for him. Now, Scott just suggested it was okay. a huge victory for mm-hmm. Donald Trump simply to come to the summit. Well, you know, I beg to differ because, in fact, any previous president could have easily had a summit with any previous leader of North Korea. Be- yeah, except they didn't. What do you mean they could have? They Any previous president could have. They didn't. So what, what, what does that matter if they could have? They should have done it then, right? Get us closer to peace. This could have been decided a long time ago. Because they've all been very eager to be legitimated by the president. Legitimized, the- not legitimated. Okay. Max, you're on television. You might want to use English. United States, and Donald Trump is the first one mm-hmm. uh, to agree to do that. Well, I mean, this was just a fiasco at the G7. I've never seen anything like this. Wait, how do, how do we go to the G7 summit? 
He's never seen anything like this. Uh, it was just a fiasco at the G7 summit. That's what we're talking. We're talking about this summit with North Korea. And the contrast is all the greater uh-huh. when we see the way that uh, Donald Trump is glad handing Kim Jong Un, who is the enslaver of his people, somebody wow. who keeps more than 100,000 people in slave labor camps, and he's yeah. talking about how honored he is to meet him and how what a great relationship they have and how they're going to get along great. And on the other hand, his aides are saying that <sighs> Justin Trudeau the prime minister of our closest ally and neighbor, Canada, he's going to rot in hell. I mean, that's not what he said. They said he had a special place in hell. Not that he was going to rot there. That is a... And didn't never called him by name. A striking contrast and the difference between the way that Donald Trump approaches dictators and Democrats. This is just very destructive of the American position in the world and whatever. And in fact, this may ultimately turn out to be more significant than whatever happens here with Kim Jong-un. We'll see what happens. But the fact Mm -hmm. that Donald Trump is undermining the unity of the Western alliance, which has been the underpinning of American peace Mm -hmm. and prosperity since 1945, I think is a calamitous development. So transparent, uh, so transparently partisan. Do they have anybody in news over at CNN? Do they anybody? That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, Barack Obama, first of all, never met a dictator he didn't love. Talk about glad-handing. That guy bowed to other world leaders. He bowed to the king of Saudi Arabia. He bowed, I think, to the Japanese prime minister. He bowed to the Tampa Bay mayor. Uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, I, and none of these guys had a problem with that. That was all well and good, perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable. Wow. It would be nice if there were actual news people who could actually... You know, look at this objectively, but uh, there's scant few. There's there's almost that they're almost non-existent now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts, did he go too far? You know, saying he was honored to meet with him. They say that the backslap kind of legitimized him in the eyes of the world. That was kind of a diplomatic no no. But again, Obama would have bowed to the guy probably would have shined his shoes <laughs> oh it looks like there's a smudge let me get that for you anybody have some black shoe polish here because it's yeah i would just want to shine his shoes for a sec real for, quick probably would have asked for uh, tips on how to run an economy into the ground yeah triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three um so we'll see i mean it's it's too early certainly to declare absolute victory but uh, I think it's a pretty good start. Let's go to Bill in Kansas. You're on the blaze. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Good. Uh, I just want to make you a quick comment. Uh, I'm, I think it's a good first step. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we can necessarily trust them you know, because of past history. Uh, we have to look at, you know, 70 years that that peninsula has been the way it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, is are they human rights violators? Yes. Have we dealt with human rights violators in the past? You know, negotiated and uh, Nixon went into China. China didn't have the greatest human rights. No, they uh, sure didn't. Nixon. Yeah. Uh, or after necessarily. Years, for seventy years, where's the United Nations been? Why mm-hmm. haven't they tried to do something uh, to bring 
peace, you know, to that region. They just sat back and let the United States handle it. Yeah, the UN is and worthless. Un- worthless. Unfortunately, we until now we haven't. I don't think we've handled it too good, but uh, it it just uh, it had it something had to be done, and, and I I just hope this is a good first step. Me too. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh, with your thoughts, and of course at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, let me tell you about uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This is not just some extract, uh, some trick sort of fake food. This is actual, real food. It's uh, or a, a whole serving of fruits and vegetables in your diet, uh, and all you do is take a scoop of it. And put it into a glass of water or your favorite drink. It's really easy and it tastes great. Uh, You're going to love this. Plus, you'll just have more energy. I know I certainly do during the course of the day. Helps keep my hunger at bay. And as I mentioned, every serving is a, every scoop is a full serving of fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that boost your immune system. There's antioxidant power there. Uh, it's, It's just a great product. Go to BrickHousePat.com. If you try Field of Greens today, you'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. With your thoughts on this uh, summit, good, bad, indifferent. You big Trump supporter? If so, I'm guessing you think it's pretty good because I, I do, and I'm I'm not a huge Trump supporter. I, you know, trying to keep an open mind though on him, which is more certainly than the left is doing. There's no open minded open mindedness uh, on their behalf at all. Can can we look at this objectively? I, I made my kids watch this last night, this meeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put I, I said, you guys have got to be in here by a quarter of. I want you to be a part of this because you're going to remember this. You're going to remember this because it's either going to be, eventually we're going to be duped as a nation and Trump will have gotten screwed over, or you're going to remember this because of its historic importance of explaining to your kids, hopefully, how a peaceful peninsula, Korean peninsula, used to be a hellhole and you're going to remember this moment when that ball started rolling and you know just can we just for five freaking minutes stop talking about left and right and republicans and democrats and just say look at this look at this we're actually engaging in something that might bring peace to a corner of the world that hasn't had it in three generations no we can't do that oh okay we can't then i scratched all it'd be nice to come together as americans because this is something obviously that both sides should be in favor of uh, there, there's no reason for Democrats to oppose what Trump is doing here. There is no reason for them to downplay it. I mean, you can say, okay, nothing has certainly settled yet, but this is a really good start. How do you not at least admit that? It's pretty amazing. Stephen Colbert actually sort of did. 
And I wouldn't expect that from him. What do you want? United States get out of this? Uh, Donald Trump goes over there. Um, obviously, the objective is denuclearization, which I said is. Is, is a worthy goal. If he can get mm. it, God bless him. Give him the Nobel Prize. I don't care. There you go. I wouldn't expect it from that quarter. Thank you for being. Thank you for being honest. Intellectually honest liberal. Yeah. Stephen Colbert. And that's, he's usually not. That's twice now. What's going on with this guy? What was the other thing? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, Bill Clinton. He called out Bill Clinton uh, that's on right. a show. He would not let him go on the. Yeah, uh, very true on the sexual harassment. harassment thing. Yeah, he actually pinned him down on Monica Lewinsky. He didn't go any further with the others he sexually abused, but at least he did try to pin him down on Lewinsky. And he called it the biggest example mm. of sexual misconduct by a life. famous person in his lifetime. In his lifetime. Yeah, that's pretty good. Are we sure that that is Stephen Colbert? No, I think he might be taken over by pods. We need to check on that. Definitely. Someone verify that, please. Uh, Amy in Minnesota. Welcome to the blaze. Hi, thank Hi. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little, just a little freaked out because all I can see that has happened is that Trump has put his name and the Republican Party's name on whatever kind of fiasco comes out of this. I and mean, does anybody really believe that after put, building up all these weapons and all and having all these gulags, this guy just going to say, "Oh, I would like a hotel in my downtown, so I'm going to just stop all that"? That's silliness. And if this was Obama, what would we say? We would say this is nonsense, and yeah. it is nonsense. So you're you're not you're not happy about this at all. I'm I'm just scared that everybody's like, well, Trump is. We trust Trump, and he's trying something, and at least let him try. And look at how the media doesn't like him, so he's got to be doing something right. That's just not enough. Yeah, you know, he, I don't really trust the guy at all, uh-huh. and I'm happy about some of the stuff he's did, like Jerusalem, like tax cut. Yeah, but um, I'm certainly not going to just say, well, if the media hates it, it's good, you know. Well, no, I mean th- that would be silly, uh, and that would not be an intellectual standpoint. But uh, it's it's certainly legitimate, I think, to say, hey, this is a decent start. Let's see what happens. I mean, is he going to stop everything overnight? No, but uh, this might be on the road to doing that. But Amy, well, I mean, are we going to stop our military exercises? That that's a really big mistake. I mean, China is the problem there. That China, this is China's lapdog. This is China's project, and they're 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 tricking us into letting our guard down and thinking we've won something here. Hmm. Uh, all right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Amy. Uh, so obviously, Amy, not impressed. <laughs> Amy's not giving him an inch here on this. Frankly, I I don't care if the military exercises stop. Yeah, I in in fact, I want to pull our troops out of South Korea. I mean, we're doing this with South Korea's blessing. Those are the folks we're predominantly trying to protect down there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's time for them. They seem to be okay with this. So time, time for them to protect themselves. It's time for South Korea to spread their wings and fly, little birdies. Go ahead, do it on your own now. Mm-hmm. It's time. Okay, we're 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 taking our toys. And we're going home. There's, you know, what, almost 30,000 troops there. And it's been 60 years. It's enough. We don't need to police the entire world. Now, China's interest in this, I, I think the last thing they want is a war on the Korean Peninsula because that strikes way too close to home. They don't, they don't want that. Uh, if we leave, I don't think China sees that as a, as a signal to help North Korea take over the South. I I don't think they want to do that because they know that'd be a mess. 
and they've got a they've got an economic mess already. So war certainly wouldn't help with that. But is he just going to stop everything he's doing? There's 120,000 of his citizens in North Korean gulags. And uh, everybody's reminding us of that today. CNN wrote a big story about it. Where, where's that story been for the last 15, 20 years? And they talk about it like they it's breaking news. I know. Come on. It, it's, it's pretty amazing to watch because they're breaking out all the things that we've been saying all along. However, this offers a chance to where, yeah, maybe Kim Jong-un is sick and tired of being so isolated. He might be concerned that his people are starving to death. He might understand, now that he's getting a little bit older, that that doesn't, that doesn't play to his advantage in his country. If his people are starving, uh, they're going to the, turn on the administration someday. If you don't have you know, at least a decently content populace, that's not good for you as a leader. You could try to squash every uprising, and you can continue to put people in labor camps, but then you're going to continue to be punished by the rest of the world. And it may well be that he sees that now, and he's willing to try to stop it. Is he going to give up his nuclear weapons program? I, I don't know. But uh, at least Donald Trump thinks there's a possibility. That's part of the, you know. It's the, on the line, the right? Four, the four bullet points, and that was one of them, the complete denuclearization where are those from the uh, Korean Peninsula? bullet points? Yeah, they're somewhere over there. Somewhere over here. The, the, uh, I think that's it right there. Yeah, I think. Is yeah, it? Oh, yeah, it is. Back page there. All right, maybe. so here's there. here are the bullet points. Here's the things that the objective that we have for this. United States and North Korea commit to establish a new, new U.S.-North Korea relation in accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity. The United States and the DPRK... Democratic Republic of Korea, will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. Reaffirming the April 27, 2018 Panmunjom Declaration, the DPRK commits to work toward complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. And number four, the U.S. and North Korea commit to recovering POW MIA remains, including the immediate repatriation repatriation of those already identified. Those are pretty good steps. Good starting points. I, I think so. Now, then down, down the line, you can get them together again with South Korea to sign a treaty to end the Korean War officially, which would be nice. And uh, you get him to shut down his nuclear program. Then you focus on the human rights. Look, you can't you can't be among the uh, productive nations of the world if you're going to have labor camps and you're going to imprison your citizens in these concentration camps. That's that's what the Nazis did for not keeping a picture of the dear leader clean enough in yeah. your home that you're required to have. Come and on. Obviously, you're not going to you're not going to insist on that on day one. That's down the road. So but I, that's what I wanted to ask Amy. I want to ask what have we given up? Honestly, and if and so if the far, res- and if the response is some sort of assurance that we're not going to have military exercises, uh, I'm sorry, I feel like we didn't give up anything. Then. Yeah, me too. That's not like you said. That that's not America. The Korean Peninsula is not part of our country. Yeah, we're not sworn to defend that. 
And um, I just, right now, I like the direction of this. I think it's time to get back to what the founders intended for this country in the first place. And that's to mind our own business. Huh. When we're attacked, then it is our business. Okay? Then we come at you with everything we have, and you don't want none of that. You don't want that. Because we will decimate you if you attack us. Otherwise, we're going to stay out of it. It's between you and whoever else. What's wrong with that? Nothing. In fact, it's very, very right. And that's that was the... That was the goal of our founders in the beginning. That was our foreign policy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Mike writes exactly what was Trump supposed to do when he met Kim Jong Un? Was Trump supposed to walk in and say, "Hey, you big fat butterball"? <laughs> You'd think so by judging the media reaction. Uh, Paul Giordano says it is called diplomacy. You don't spit in his face; you shake hands. And dwarf clone. Obama wasn't bowing to other leaders. It was a medical issue, as he doesn't have a spine. <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I'm just, I, I'm not surprised by the reaction of the left. I am surprised by some on the right who just don't want anything to do with this process, I guess. Uh, don't, don't trust Trump, and I'm, I'm not sure I trust him implicitly. But I do think he's going to give this a shot, and I do think he's going to try to bring about a peaceful resolution to the the Korean conflict. I I, I know this sounds weird, me saying this, but on North Korea, I actually trust Donald Trump's instincts, and I actually think the way he has played this from the beginning, Mm -hmm. at the time, I didn't understand it. But this is actually something I wholeheartedly right now give him complete credit for. All along the way, in he hindsight. Got us, he got us to this point. Yes. And it was the tough rhetoric yes. in the beginning that got us to this point. Because nobody else did that. Yeah, I just thought it was two egomaniacs, you know, which, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. It is. They are. Yeah. Um, but I thought that's all that was. All the tweets and stuff like that. And maybe at the time it was. But in hindsight, boy, that 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 really laid the groundwork in somebody's mind over in the continent of Asia. And uh, here we are. I uh, Let's see if we get some fruit. What are we risking at this point? Moving troops from a place they've been for well, and we three don't quarters even, of a century? We don't have to do that. I mean, we're not risking anything right now. We're not, there's no risk. Why not just meet with him? What's going to happen? What's the worst that could happen is nothing comes of this. Okay. Well, we tried. Uh, Jody in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Hey, you guys. Today? And I truly mean how are you guys today. <laughs> not making small uh, talk. I'm a... Yeah, go ahead. I'm a little 
irritated. I can't even put it into words how irritated I am. I've been flipping through the news channels. Uh-huh. Chris Matthews says this was just like a bad day. It's not going anywhere. And Nicole Wallace, mm. her statement was, well, we can't trust either one of them because, you know, Trump's a liar and so is... Uh, and so is Kim Jong-un. Of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's it's just irritating as it, it can be to me. Yes, we had presidents that could have done what President Trump has done, but they didn't. Exactly. And I saw a little clip of Sean Handy's show that he did right after their meeting, mm-hmm. and I think it's supposed to be on the night. I don't know. But anyway, President Trump said lots of times the the rhetoric that he said back to North Korea, he felt foolish about it sometimes. But he said this is the only way to get this across to him. I think hmm. uh, North Korea realizes Donald Trump is different from the rest of the presidents we had. He's a businessman first, then he became president. So Kim may be thinking, hey, you know, Trump might actually help us out over here. But if half the United States has already talking it down, what kind of chance do we have with this? I'd rather do this than be worrying about rockets. Me too. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate it. And that's what we were doing a year ago was worrying about uh, rockets. They were threatening us uh, on a continual basis. Mm -hmm. And until Trump started throwing it back in their face, all the threats came from them and nothing from us. We were just being, uh, you know, submissive little lambs. And that didn't work with this guy. He understood the response that came back at him that was aggressive. And I think that's what brought him to the table. So we'll see. Uh, Joe in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Yeah, how you doing, Pat? Good. Uh, Listen, I spent uh, two tours of duty over in Korea, uh, a total of uh, three years. And I have a pretty good understanding of what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, if we think that uh, North Koreans are going to give up their nuclear weapons, uh, we are extremely foolish. They are never going to do that because it gives them power on the world stage, number one. Number two, the reason they want the military exercises to stop is not because they're afraid of being invaded. It's because they use up half their fuel supply every time we gear up, and they can't run their military they can't fly their planes. They can't do everything they need to do because they don't have the fuel to do it because they have to, they have to gear up for the exercise. That's, what, that's why mm-hmm. they continually push to stop the exercises. It has nothing to do with invasion. It has everything to do with the operation of their military, and that's, and that's how they function. And, but I do agree with you. It's time to pull out of Korea. It's time we get our troops out of there, and it's time yep. Korea, South Korea stands on their own two feet. We've got to give them the ability to do that. And I think if we have to, for a partial time, leave some uh, leave some nukes over there to, to sort of offset what Kim has, and when he starts drawing down, then we'll start drawing down our nukes. But I think it's time to get the forces out of there and uh, call it a day over in Korea because the to be quite honest with you, the South Koreans are stealing us blind. They really are. I, I know it from a military perspective. I saw it 
with my own blue eyes, and the United States government chalks it up as a cost of doing business. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, It's certainly not economical what we're doing over there. We spent hundreds of millions of dollars modernizing those on, not hundreds of millions, we spent a lot of money, a ton of money, building new buildings on Osan Air Base, on Kunsan Air Base, I was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I, I tell you what, uh, from what the, the stuff that uh, I've seen from the, what the South Koreans do and how they rip us off, it's just pathetic. And if the American people knew it, they would be up in arms. I think we need to get out of there, but I also think we need to do it very carefully. And yeah. I think uh, we, need to, we need to do it. And, and President Trump took a first positive step in that direction but as ronald reagan said you know trust but verify exactly thanks joe and and thank you for your service appreciate that triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh kevin in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi hi thanks for taking my call uh-huh. as far as conservative response to obama i think it would have depended on when obama did this if he did it in 2009 before the apology tour we would have loved him if he did it right after the mm-hmm. Iran deal. I don't think we would have trusted him as much. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as the, the the deal goes, I think China's behind this. And I don't think China has America's best interests at heart. So I'm not sure this is a good deal, but I totally agree with you. This is better than Guam handing out nuclear warnings to its residents. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. And, and that's right, Kevin. It's all based on when Obama would have done this. But unfortunately... Uh-huh. Like what, right after he got into office, what was like the first international trip he did was to go overseas. I think his first stop was Saudi Arabia to apologize. And then that's when it was very early on. I mean, he was ready to do that out of the gate. But yeah, I mean, it's all about track record here. And Obama has a crappy one. Uh, Donald Trump spoke about this uh, just hours after the summit ended. He was uh, uh, talking to George Stephanopoulos. And here's what the president had to say about the meeting. Here's the rub. Uh, Kim is a brutal dictator. He runs a police state, uh, forced starvation, labor camps. He's assassinating members of his own family. How do you trust a killer like that? George, I'm Mm -hmm. given what I'm given, okay? I mean, this is what we have, and this is where Mm -hmm. we are. And I can only tell you from my experience, and I met him, I've spoken with him, and I've met him. And this was, as you know, started very early, and it's been very intense. Uh, I think that he really wants to do a great job for North Korea. I think he wants to denuke. It's very important. Uh, Without that, there's nothing to discuss. That was on the table at the beginning, and you see a total denuclearization of North Korea, so important. And he wants to do the right thing. Now, with all of that Mm -hmm. being said, I can't talk about, it doesn't matter. We're starting from scratch. We're starting right now. And we have to get rid of those nuclear weapons. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You're dealing with the situation at hand. What are you supposed to do? Not deal with it? That's the only other alternative, is we can continue the rhetoric back and forth. They can continue to threaten us. They can continue to say that rivers of blood are going to flow through our streets, whatever nonsense they spew. And, And we could just sit here and do nothing, as we always have. Or we can try this. Now, did he go too far when he was talking about his admiration for Kim Jong Un? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Here's a look at that. You be the judge. Otto Warmbier 
is a very special person, and he will be for a long time in my life. His parents are good friends of mine. I think without Otto, this would not have happened. Something happened from that day. It was a terrible thing. It was brutal. Mm. But a lot of people started to focus on what was going on, including North Korea. I really think that Otto is someone who did not die in vain. I told this to his parents. Special young man, and, and I have to say, special parents, special people. Otto did not die in vain. He had a lot to do with us being here today. Okay, that's not where he's uh, discussing Kim Jong-un. That's where he's uh, talking about the death of Otto Warmbier, obviously, who didn't die in vain. I, I don't know how that got us to this point. I, I'm not sure I understand the tie there. Um, but here's where he talks about uh, troop levels and our des- his desire to get the troops out of South Korea. Second question, sir, on the security assurances you talked about in your statement. Can you be specific about what assurances you are willing to give to Kim Jong-un? Does that include reducing military capabilities? And just to follow no. up on your answer. Do no, you we're hope- not reducing anything. We're not reducing. At some point, I have to be honest, and I used to say this during my campaign, as you know, probably better than most. Uh, I want to get our soldiers out. I want to bring our soldiers back home. Yes. We have right now 32,000 yes. soldiers in South Korea. And I'd like to be able to bring them back home. But that's not part of the equation right now. At some point, I hope it will be, but not right now. We will be stopping the war games, which will save us a tremendous amount of money, unless and until we see that the future negotiation is not going along like it should. Okay, we should look into how much we've spent on South Korea since, well, since the war started in 1950. To 50, 51 in there somewhere. Since from that time till now, how many hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars have we spent on North Korea or South Korea protecting them from the North? <laughs> Love to know that figure. And I, I, I don't know if the gov- any government agency would even want to release that, but we'll look into it and see. 888 You know, if you want to know how our founders felt about all of these things. You got to go to the original sources. And uh, one of the places you'll find them is in Michael S. Law's new book, The Founders Revolution. It's a great read, and it's something I think you'll want to share with your kids. Uh, Chapter 5, for instance, goes into the abuses of war power. Five more charges of abuse of war powers uh, were listed and explained. A couple of abuses, plundering and destruction of towns, using mercenaries in war. And it talks about why the founders did the things that they did and how they set up this great nation. In the Founders' Revolution, you'll rediscover the forgotten history of how the Declaration of Independence came into being and the principles that form its foundation. Today, you've got people who disregard the Declaration of Independence completely. When you read this book, you'll understand how it is critical to the founding of our country. And it's still critical today and ties into the U.S. Constitution. You'll be shocked when you read this. Or maybe not, because you do hear it pretty much every day. On how far modern-day American government has strayed from the Founders' principles. It's amazing. Go to your computer right now and type in thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. The book has five stars on Amazon. 
And it's a great read. TheFoundersRevolutionBook.com Pat Gray Unleashed The Blaze Radio Network Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. Um, wow, we got to play the uh, impassioned speech by Dennis Rodman. Um, he was uh, praising Trump, which is pretty interesting because Trump met with his friend uh, Kim Jong Un. Might remember uh, Dennis Rodman was doing a little NBA basketball diplomacy a few years ago in. He was the original diplomat, American yeah. diplomat to North Korea. <laughs> yes, he was. Right? Uh, it probably says in the article somewhere, but what year was that? That was. Oh, I think it was five years ago, right? Yeah, five, five or six years ago. Let's see. Uh, and for some reason, he decided that he could do some good, and he went over and and met with Kim Jong Un. I I don't I don't know how that started. I don't know. <laughs> Why that began? Well, I, I do know North. I knew that uh, he was always a, a big NBA fan and grew up a Bulls fan. Okay, remember that little yes. little Kim Jong Un. So Un has probably mentioned Dennis Rodman, and so he thought, well, he likes me, so uh, he's a fan. Um, by the way, 2013 is when Rodman first went over there. That's okay. number one. A little housekeeping: um, taxpayers, American taxpayers, spend 750 million dollars a year. Protecting South Korea. South Korea picks up the other half of that tab. So it's $1.5 billion a year. Taxpayers here. $750 million, million a, year. a year. Yeah. For yeah. 65 years? Well, I, I just know right now that's the cost. Yeah, I don't, but, yeah. I don't know if that's what's been spent, but you know the war had to be a little bit pricey. The, the war in today's dollars cost at the time $30 billion if, okay. if inflation. And everything. We've spent... Plenty. <laughs> Thank you. More than enough. That's the bottom line. <laughs> More than enough. Uh, here's what uh, friend of Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman, said after the get-together. People really didn't realize what I was actually uh, going to North Korea for. Um mm-hmm. I think people thought that uh, what I was doing was more of a joke, uh, more of a... Uh, a stunt. I was just trying to spread the word, the fact that uh, while I was going over because uh, I actually pretty much liked the guy. I liked uh, the culture and uh, he gave me opportunity to get to, to get to know him. It like almost didn't happen, you know, but uh, <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad it did. I, I, I guess yeah. it gave me a little more yeah. shine of a light as far as like uh, knowing the fact that I did something pretty, pretty uh, historical as far as like uh, uh-huh. bringing awareness to uh, North Korea and some of the issues that's, uh, that's over there. I don't look at him as a dictator. Uh, I look at him as more like a, a person that really wants to try to blend in with the world. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, he, he went on to get a little bit emotional. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. When I said those things, mm-hmm. when I said those damn things, when I went back home, I got so many death threats. Mm. I got so many death threats. I was sitting there protecting everything. Mm. And I believe in North Korea. 
And when I went home, I couldn't even go home. I couldn't even go home. Uh-huh. I had to hide out for go, 30 days. Go home. Yeah. For thir- I couldn't even go home. Wow. But I kept my head up high, brother. Yeah. I knew things were going to change. I knew it. I, I was the only one. I never had no one to hear me. I didn't know one had to see me. You never had but no I one to hear I took those bullets. I took all that. I took everything. Everyone came at me. Let me ask you this. If you never had no one to hear you, doesn't that mean you did have someone to hear you? Oh. It's like a riddle. Yeah. Again, in math, when you multiply two negatives, it turns positive. Hmm. And in grammar, when you use two negatives in a sentence, it makes it a positive statement. So if you never had no one to hear you, that means you did have someone. Right. Okay. And And I'm still standing. And today is a great day for everybody. Singapore, Mm -hmm. Tokyo, China, everything. It's a great day. Tokyo, China, the Congo, uh, the island of of Maritz. What about the Isle of Man? The Isle of Man. uh, He's a name change. Hashtag me Portugal. Portugal is celebrating today. Mm-hmm. Iceland, Greenland, Nova Scotia, no. Newfoundland. They're all. Time out. Okay, we There's can't go no, into Canada no, because no. those are just provinces. No, back up to Greenland. Greenland. What is there to celebrate in Greenland? Well, I mean, it's green. The green no, is It's actually not. It's, <laughs> it's freaking green. Do you know that the, it, originally that's why it was Greenland? Because it used to be green. Mm-hmm. That's why. No, wait. No. Uh, yes. Uh, and then what happened? Climate change. Oh. Yeah. Well, all I know is, what quote, happened. I believe in North Korea, end quote. Is that what Rodman said? I, I picked up on that one, yeah. I, I believe, believe in, in North, North Korea. Korea. He was so emotional there, it was hard to understand yeah. what he was saying. That's but a bumper that sticker is, waiting to happen. That is some weird stuff. Uh, but he's kind of taking credit for all of this. And maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe he did have something to do with it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe the basketball diplomacy sort of set the stage for all of this. Yeah, he said something like what Obama just completely ignored him. Like, just yeah, had yeah, no, yeah. no interest. Hmm. Uh, so that's why he's wearing a Make America Great Again cap now. <laughs> he's a Donald Trump fan. Uh, so anyway, he got very emotional on Chris Cuomo's show. Uh, so he uh, he's kind of taking credit. He was in Singapore. He went over there for the meeting, and I don't think he was actually invited to the meeting itself. But uh, he he wanted to be a part of this, and he wanted to make sure that the press knew he was there. And so he did some important interviews, and that was one of them. He's an amazing guy. <laughs> He's a, a, a very strange cat. I'm just proud of him for still being alive at this point. I know. you. Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, he was like the... Like that, what he is, what what he was in the '80s is what mm-hmm. almost every NBA player is today, quite frankly. Yeah. And it used to actually, kids, it used to, he used to be an oddity, and now it's just standard fare. But well, the the guy's just he's a he's a freak of nature. <laughs> <laughs> he's just bizarre and weird, but kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of fun when it, when you see an NBA star break down and cry over the Korean summit. I haven't seen any other NBA star break down and cry over it. Yeah, fair point. Steph Curry's not breaking down crying about it today, and neither is LeBron James. Well, LeBron James is crying. He's cried his, about other things. His hand, you know, he broke his hand and he played. Mm-hmm. What was he basically? What was a quote? He basically played three games with a broken hand. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, yesterday, yeah, a lot of people don't know this. What? Uh, I broke my vocal cords, and I I basically did the whole three hours 
with broken vocal cords. No way. Yeah, basically, I, I did the whole three-hour show. Did you punch a whiteboard with your throat or something? I, yes. In my voice, no, I punched a, a whiteboard. But I'm right here. I, I, is that impressive? I, I didn't know that that occurred. I'm yeah. sorry that I... That yeah. I completely missed that that had happened. And, and it shows it what a been, crappy producer you are. Should have been didn't reported. Even know that, so should have been reported <laughs> no. at some point. No, <laughs> right? Or you just well, so you LeBron just, didn't report it during the series, so I thought through. I'm just going to power through like LeBron did. He's just my like example him. here, and so that's what I did. Huh. But it's it's fixed now. It healed. Wow. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a quick quick healer. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Shouldn't surprise me, but I continue to marvel at the spin on CNN. And we're not watching MSNBC and monitoring it, but um, you know it's the same or worse. Uh, they're, they're talking about the incredible promise that Donald Trump made for the vague promise that he got back from Kim Jong-un. Now, the incredible promise, giving up so much, is stopping the war games. That was just as vague as Kim Jong-un saying he was going to denuclearize. We didn't, Trump didn't say when or how we're going to stop the war games. Just as Kim Jong-il hasn't outlined what he's gonna, how he's going to stop his nuclear program. Pretty amazing to watch, though. And we'll take you back. If, if there's any doubt that the media handles these things differently when there's a Democrat... In the White House, uh, check out this report from 1994 when Bill Clinton hadn't really done anything, but um, they they were trying to reach an agreement with North Korea. President Clinton today officially announced a deal that could end the long-running crisis with North Korea over nuclear weapons. Huh. It could also ease tensions on the Korean Peninsula hmm. and open the way for normal relations between the U.S. and one of the world's last old-line, hard-line communist states. Hmm. National security correspondent David Martin reports. Peace is not about to break out along the DMZ anytime soon, but North Korea has finally cut a deal that, if carried out, would keep it from developing a nuclear arsenal. This agreement will help to achieve a long-standing and vital American objective. Yeah. An end to the threat of nuclear proliferation (laughs) on the Korean Peninsula. North Korea is likely to remain a hardline communist state. But once this agreement is signed on Friday, the U.S. and North Korea will no longer be on a collision course. Really? David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. Oh, I, and Haiti is just warning. Did you realize that Bill Clinton fixed this 24 years ago? There was no reason for this summit. <laughs> we'll no longer be on a collision course. We're not on a collision course with North Korea, so no. don't worry about any of this. That's an amazing spin. I mean... That was the one where Jimmy Carter went over too, right? Was it? it? Yeah, I mean, it come might on. might be. Let me see here. Hang on, I know it was. <clears throat> but I mean, once be. you have Jimmy Carter, 
and oh, Bill Clinton were Jimmy on Carter's together. involved in the negotiations. Uh, it's a done deal. Forget about it. Forget about it. They don't have nuclear weapons. They never will. There's going to be peace. I don't even know why Trump and Un met yesterday. It was silly. Is it the one that? Yeah. Jimmy oh yeah. Carter? Oh yeah. Yeah. Carter went over there on on Clinton's behalf, like I remembered. Yeah. Jeez. Um, of course he was he was young and spry in those days. Twenty four years ago, he was what ninety seven, ninety eight, uh-huh. somewhere in there. Yep. That guy is like a cockroach. He just keeps mm-hmm. on going. Boy, has he laughed in a while either? Because that, that that laugh of his. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that was butthead. Sorry. <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it did sound more, more like a, a butthead than, uh, than Jimmy Carter. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's it's just kind of amazing how the uh, the people have perceived and treat Kim Jong Un. For instance, on his arrival to Singapore, he walked into the uh, hotel, into the lobby of the hotel. With a bunch of his, you know, his huge entourage. And there were some girls there and, and some people who were checking into the hotel. Mm. And listen to the reaction to him walking in. It's pretty amazing. strange yeah kind of strange I, I i don't know how he receives that uh that welcome in singapore where they should probably i don't know know better but for some reason maybe it's because he's so isolated that that people are excited when they see him and they've they heard about you know some of the things he does and that's just it's uh i don't know it's exciting to him i guess i don't know Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A woman was arrested over the weekend at a Philly Pride Parade for trying to burn a U.S. flag. Was this Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia was doing a uh, a Pride Parade, <laughs> and uh, there was a woman in the parade who got arrested because she was trying to set a, a flag on fire. And everybody's worried about. Well, wait a minute. Isn't it legal to set an American flag on fire? I don't know. Probably depends on what else you're endangering by starting a fire. But uh, what I am confused by is how is burning an American flag showing how proud you are to be homosexual? Hmm. It seems to me as almost as if there's something else going on there. Huh. Like maybe it's not about your pride for being gay, but you're. I don't know, hatred for America if you're burning the flag? Is that possible? A little That's interesting angle that um, weird that the mainstream media is also not covering, not looking into. Hmm. Um, yeah, I never understood uh, the whole burning the American flag thing. I mean... Especially at a gay pride parade. What does that yeah, have to do with anything? If you're there to protest, I don't know, Trump policies or... The war in Afghanistan or whatever. That's where you would burn an American flag, right? Not, yeah. not over a pride parade. I thought you were just showing your pride. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. It should be completely legal because it's a piece of your property. You can burn it. That's fine. But well, th- it just never really made an impact for me. It was a uh, freedom of speech yeah. issue, was it not? I yeah. mean, it's been determined many times that you have the right to do that because it's part of speech. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like it when you do that, but go ahead if that's go what ahead. you think you have to do. You want to see the... It's uh, pathetic. They got a picture of this winner, this chick that uh, set that flag on fire. Yeah. You, you want to see this, apparently. Look okay. at that. Oh, oh, there she is. She's pretty. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's... <clears throat> mug shots are generally maybe your most flattering photograph. I don't know, man. Tom DeLay set the standard. <laughs> Put on a suit and tie and grin for the camera. She looks happy, though, doesn't she? She looks proud. Well, she looks <laughs> something. She looks proud. She could kick my butt. Oh, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she could kill you just as soon as look at you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she looks like a happy camper. I'm glad she was at the Pride Parade because obviously she's really happy about her life. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, the list again this month is out on the uh, top fifty websites in the world. Oh, last month it was Google. This month it is still Google. I think Google has been number one for I don't know twenty years probably. Facebook.com number two, followed by YouTube, Amazon, and Yahoo. Okay, you would expect those because, although Yahoo, I, I don't go to Yahoo for really anything. Mm-mm. Do you ever frequent Yahoo News? Nope. Never. Nope. Uh, then at number six, seven, and eight are porn sites. Uh, number nine is eBay. Number 10, Wikipedia. Twitter is clear down at 11th. Reddit is the 12th most popular, uh, most frequented Website in the world. I do not get there, but it comes up in like yeah links and stuff all the time. Yeah, I don't frequent Reddit at all. Um, Instagram is number 13. Craigslist is still 14th. Even though they've had some issues with, I don't know, Craigslist stalkers, mm. Craigslist killers. <laughs> and see, now you can't go there for that. So it'd be, what were they? I wonder what they were last month. I bet that's going to start dropping. Because they're not they're not the site for killers anymore. They're <clears> the <throat> site for um, for like dating or you know this. Um, they, Did they completely they, shut down the dating thing? Yeah, I think so because it was like a prostitution hub or something. Yeah, Th- they claim it's just a shopping and classifieds hub. So <laughs> they do still do classifieds. Uh, Bing is fifteenth. I don't know a single person that ever uses Bing. Live.com, uh, it, that's an email site, I think. Then another porn site is 17th, followed by Netflix. Uh, only 18th? Only 18th. Uh, Pinterest is 19 and Walmart is number 20. Um, some of the other, you know, recognizable names in the industry. CNN.com is 26th. ESPN is right behind it. Um, PayPal is 29th. Fox News, 34th. I would have thought Fox News was higher than that. Uh, followed by Xfinity. Then uh, Wikia.com. Is that Wikipedia or is that just uh, is that a different? W-I-K-I-A.com. Huh. Then Hulu. And then you got some banking uh, sites. Yelp is 39th. Now, at some point, uh, the Blaze was like 40th at one point. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. 
don't know where we are now, but 51. apparently not in the top. 51. Yeah, we must be just bubbling under at number 51. To Craigslist, I was right. So they in March of 2018, they were 650 million uh, views a month. Okay. In April, 525 million. Oh, my. And May, 521 million. So they have lost... They're slipping a little bit. Well, that's like I said, it's not a place for prostitutes anymore. Oh, man. So where do prostitutes go when they want to ply their trade? Yeah, Jeffy's got some domains. He'll bring them in okay. here about 15 minutes <laughs> right. so he can share with you. Because really, that's kind of sad, right? <laughs> uh, NASA is estimated is estimating that uh, every person on Earth, if we could, if we could mine some of these asteroids that are you know flying by the Earth... Like, the, there was one that just flew by very closely. I mean, closely. It was two million miles away. But if you could mine the asteroid that just flew by, the mining uh, minerals and metals that you, could, that you could get from that asteroid would yield up to $700 quintillion worth of wealth. Uh, that would be $100 billion hmm. for every person on Earth. I'm trying to think, how can I grab hold of a asteroid coming by? Because Several companies are actually now trying to be the first to try this. <laughs> NASA estimates the total value of asteroids out there is up to 700 quintillion. And so now several companies are building machines to get us there. Deep Space Industries is building a steam-powered thruster for a spacecraft. The British company AMC, Asteroid Mining Company, or Corporation, hopes to send tiny aircraft out to grab platinum, which is common on asteroids, very pricey on Earth, and then use the metal to finance bigger missions. American companies, like Planetary Resources, backed by Titanic director James Cameron, are already planning to send robotic vehicles to mine precious metals and rare resources from asteroids. Some have predicted that the mineral wealth is so vast, it could destroy our world's economy. Well, I would think, yeah, if you come back with $700 quintillion worth of metals, yeah, that's going to that's gonna mess things up a little bit. If everybody had 100, let's say you distributed this, Equally, because they just decided, all right, we're going to get one of these asteroids. We're going to mine it for all it's worth. We're going to bring back the money. We're going to split it evenly across every living person on the earth. Everybody gets $100 billion. So what would that do to the cost of things? Mm. Hmm. Probably increase it a little bit. Jack up inflation just a tad. A little bit. Uh, asteroids crossing Earth's orbit may become convenient targets for mining operations, providing materials that are, we're running out of on Earth, according to Christian Schroeder uh, at the University of Sterling. Uh, but there's just no way to, to drag the asteroid. I don't know if you can fly there, mine it with a robot, and then fly back. Obviously, we can't do that yet, but they're working on that. I'm grabbing one of those. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, 888-900-3393. Here's a great Father's Day gift idea. You got to get on this and order it right now. It's iTarget Pro. This will revolutionize the way dad uh, practices with his firearm. Plus, it'll save him all kinds of money in ammo fees, range fees, driving back and forth to the range. You just do it at home. 
The iTarget Pro system uses your smartphone and their proprietary app and a laser in place of the bullet. So it detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. So now you can practice home defense where it matters most in your home. You can test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage. And you can do it all using your own personal firearm. Right now, great for Father's Day again. Save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. You'll, you're going to save money, you're going to save time, and you'll take your skills to the next level, and you'll do it really conveniently. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT to save 10%. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You believe that people have actually fallen prey to the Nigerian Prince email scandal, the scam uh, that has been going on for, I don't know, 20 years probably, I, easily? The, when email was invented, it's like the first email we all got was from a Nigerian prince. So the deal was the Nigerian prince... Wanted to get money out of his country or something, uh, was and but he needed your help because yeah. it was super complicated. So if you send him, you know, a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, then they're going to be able to get the money from Nigeria to England and then to New York and then to wherever but you thought, live. That, that, something don't like they that. need your bank account information? I th- they do. I you think get that tracking number and all that other good stuff. Or yeah, whatever routing number. <laughs> so. <laughs> People actually, actually fell for this. A decade ago, Fred Haynes was wandering the Wichita airport looking for a Nigerian man hauling two chests full of cash. No, honey. (laughs) He's walking around the terminal asking and waiting and saying, hey, have you seen this Nigerian guy? He finally, nobody had seen the Nigerian guy. Nobody had any, any information for him. He finally realized, hey, you know, the $65 million they promised I was going to inherit for all the work I've done? He's not coming. <laughs> uh, what was coming, though, is the uh, $110,000 he was scammed out of. Oh. Thanks to the work of the Kansas Attorney General's office. It's pretty amazing. He's gonna, He's gotten his money back. He's, over the years... He spent $110,000 trying to get this $65 million inheritance. I mean, hello? Come on now. <laughs> From 2005 to 2008, Swindler's hoodwinked Haynes, self-employed handyman in Wichita, perhaps not the brightest bulb, uh, into spending thousands in pursuit of the inheritance from a Nigerian government official. Uh, in fact... This guy remortgaged his house. Oh no! Three times in the uh, process. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, don't try that at home, please. When you see the Nigerian prince, who's got sixty-five million dollars and it's going to be yours, you're, you'll inherit it if you just help him out. But we need your bank account and your social security number. Don't do it. 
Okay. Last year, though, in a settlement with the Department of Justice, Western Union admitted that they knew some of their employees conspired with the scam artists to bilk people out of the money. And they didn't fix the problem. So Western Union looked the other way when this scam was going on, when people are wiring money to these scam artists. Is that amazing? So the company set aside $586 million to create a fund to refund the victims in you in the United States and Canada. Mm. Attorney General uh, Derek Schmidt in Kansas said once the money is wired, it's typically gone forever because the scammers are overseas and they obscure their identity. Um, and there's no comprehensive list of victims, but they made Western Union put this money aside anyway because they helped scam people. So Schmidt's office sent out news releases about the settlement, asking victims to contact the agencies. Uh, he asked for a list from Western Union of all Kansans who had sent large sums of money or smaller sums to certain high-risk countries, including Nigeria. So then he sent out 25,000 letters to potential victims. He said uh, it was an imperfect system, but it was the best we were able to do uh, to try to identify people who otherwise never would have been identified. Uh, Ironically, because many victims fell for scams of unsolicited offers of money, people were skeptical of the letters. Now they're skeptical. Uh Uh (laughs) Now they're skeptical. Oh, Kansas wants to get a hold of me? Wink, wink. Yeah, that's probably more reasonable than the Nigerian prince. Okay, but this has the um, the, the state seal uh, on, on the envelope. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the email. These scammers were apparently pretty good. Um, when Haynes, who's now 77, he was like 65 at the time, 64. When he first read his letter, he, he was cautiously optimistic. Uh but but he had been he he carefully organized all of his finances over the years. So fortunately, mm. he kept all his correspondence with the scammers. Wow! And every single Western Union receipt. Mm. So when the attorney general's office contacted him, he filed all his paperwork with Western Union, got a sixty-five thousand dollar refund. Then he found more receipts from Western Union. And more documentation. And he filed that with Western Union. They gave him another $45,000 for $110,000 total that he got back. Which is nice because he had remortgaged his home three times. You think a guy this meticulous... Yeah, would would not be this stupid. This forward thinking wouldn't have been... Oh my goodness. So wait, just to clarify, Pat. Mm -hmm. Because I just... I mean, I know the answer. Uh Uh-huh. I just want to make sure maybe somebody out there listening, they're just not sure. You're telling me there's not at the moment at the Kansas City airport a Nigerian prince <laughs> carrying around two chests filled with jewels and no, stuff? No, he's from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh. So there's not a Nigerian, but there okay. is a Congoan. Congoan? Who's walking oh. around the airport. And I think he has $100 million for you. So go ahead. Hold, and, hold uh, on. Are we going with Congoan, <laughs> though? Con- Congoan? Is that is that yes. what we're doing? Congoan. That's what I'm going with. Oh my gosh! What is a person from the Congo? I believe. Is it Congoan? I believe you're right. I told you. I thought it was Congolese See? or something. Oh, it is. It is Congolese. I don't know. You don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I win. Okay. I got more results from that number one visited site. 
Google. 14.3 mm-hmm. results to your 41,000. So, so, so Haynes, the guy who was scammed out of all this money, says um, they were really good at what they did. He said, it got to the point where they were showing me the president of Nigeria had sent me a letter. It had his picture on it and everything. I looked it up on the computer to see what the Nigerian president looked like, and it was him. Wow. Yeah, you could never put his picture on a letter. No. You could not. How would you do that? How would you do that? <laughs> You can't if it's a scam. Where do you even start to look for something like that? (laughs) Once he received an email claiming to be from uh, Robert Mueller, who was then FBI director. The email was addressed to Haynes, codenamed B-Dog, and it was signed with the FBI's address and official seal. And here's here's what it said from the FBI. I wish you can remove doubt and suspicious and go ahead, I assured you, that you will never regret this fund release. That's the letter he got from the FBI, and he believed it? Oh, sweet <laughs> Lord. He can't speak English, Mr. Haynes. That should have been a clue. <sighs> but the people you, that are getting the letters from the state mm. attorney general's office, they're like, whoa, I don't believe that one. <laughs> but I'll believe that FBI when it has, like, uh-huh. complete butcher of the English language. I wish you can remove doubt and suspicious. And go ahead, I assured you... That you will never regret this fund release. Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds official. I really, it sounds, no wonder he fell for that. I'm not sure this guy deserves his buddy back, frankly. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Happy birthday to uh, former President George H.W. Bush. Oh. 94 today. Oh, wow. Um, is he? You know, hmm. I guess he's skydiving anymore, is he? No, I don't I think don't so. I don't know. You know. Well, he lost Barbara. Whole, yeah, I know. So, and the whole the whole wheelchair groping incidents of I know it's tainted him. It's, I know it's it has tainted him for me. Me too. Yeah, not cool. I know. You too, um, Jeffy. Really? It, it tainted him for you as well. Well, yeah. Okay. He got I just, caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Got it. You're not supposed to get caught at that uh-huh. stuff. What are you talking uh-huh. about? Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good gig going for a while, though. You sit in that wheelchair and just reach around. You're, mm-hmm. People I mean, let it go. I'm just at that level. I, what, what, what am I supposed to, to do? About? You only had to use one joke, too. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> you didn't even have to replenish, man. So bad. So, I know. I know. So uh, And they and, all and, knew it. You know, that's, I, what, that's, what tainted, yeah. that's what made me mad I blame about it, his is that people. They all knew it. That's right. I blame his people. That's exactly right. There was because no need for it. If, in fact, but we found this not to be the case because he did it in office. Right. If he had lost his, you know, his faculties because he's so aged, then keep him away from people. Right. However, we did find out 
something happened well, when he was in office. You know. So that changes it. Once and while makes you're it, standing there, what are you supposed to do? Not? I don't know. Ask Joe Biden. I guess not. You know, you just grope him, right? <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> so bad. Good old Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Anyway, happy birthday. I mean, I... Happy birthday. I know. George and, uh, H.W. Big, big summit uh, with uh, Trump and Kim. I know you've been talking about it today and uh, mm-hmm. how wonderful it was. One takeaway, one of my favorite takeaways from the entire summit was the, you know, they had the the pictures of Trump and Kim together. And the one pic of Trump and Kim standing side by side facing the crowd. I mean, I got to tell you, if you got to give Kim one thing in this picture here, mm-hmm. uh, is Hillary suits are wrinkle free. <laughs> yeah. Trump's got the wrinkles, right? needed the needed a little iron job there from sitting down all day. Kim suits are not wrinkled, bro. Right, that's true. That's <laughs> so true. you got to love that. I think Don needed to maybe. He, so, he's a like porky dude, isn't he? For a, for the head of a country where that your people are starving, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to be. Well, <laughs> well. he lives in a he lives in a a desert, a food desert, and well, all he can find is junk food. <laughs> okay, all right, I mean, and that that's actually it. in that in that book, nothing to envy. Um, the 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 heavier you are, mm-hmm. that just illustrates to the everyone else He's how the high leader, how high in right? the government you are, based, right, basically right, based on go. what you could eat. So yeah. yeah, Jeffy would be in charge of. Oh my gosh, Jeffy would be Korea. king of the world. Uh, king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm if okay we with went that. by that system. <laughs> You'd be king of the world. I'm all right with that system, by well, the way. Well, fortunately, we don't go by that system. So. We should, is what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. <laughs> but we don't. So. You almost sound like you're glad that we don't. Kind of, yeah. Kind I mean, of. I don't know why would that. <laughs> anyway, uh, and also on the uh, the Trump uh, summit with Kim, uh, Rand Paul was on CNN with uh, Wolf Blitzer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wolf, of course, talking to him about the summit. This was uh, a little bit prior to the summit actually happening. And uh, before it was happening, because you can see on the screen the, the CNN countdown to Kim and Trump summit and uh, a couple hours away. And then uh, they get a little sidetracked. Uh, they're still on the summit, but on Lindsey Graham. Fascinating minute on Wolf's Blitzberg. Senator okay. Lindsey Graham, your colleague, he wants an authorization for the use of military force in case the talks fail. Do you think President Trump has taken the military option off the table? And would you vote for such an authorization for the use of military force? Uh, absolutely not. No. Lindsey Graham is, is a <laughs> danger to the country by even proposing ideas <laughs> like authorizing war with danger Korea. My goodness. Uh, so that should be something mm. that is uh, seen as naive and seen as something that uh, really serious people shouldn't even really be discussing. You're calling a fellow Republican senator a danger to the country. I, I want you to elaborate. <laughs> Well, if you've watched over time, I think what you've seen from Lindsey Graham is basically a, a, na- a naive worldview where he believes that war is always the answer. And uh, that also means that expenditures right. for war are always the answer. And so I think that's bankrupting us as a country. But it's also gotten us involved in dozens and dozens of war where it's not really clear what the American interest is in those wars. And I think sometimes the reaction to our involvement in those wars has actually been worse than had we not been involved at all. Hard to disagree with that love it yeah hard to disagree with that wolf, man wolf 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 <laughs> i love i love wolf <laughs> wolf 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 now lindsey graham yeah uh you he's know. a warmonger is, w- is basically what Rand Paul is saying. I mean, He's a he warmonger. Been, right? yeah. yeah, and I know he has a lot of fans in this room. Yeah, he does. Well, not a lot, but he has no, one a hardcore fan. Okay, who, see now, no. In a former studio oh, in South goodness. Carolina, I swear you people. 
Somebody who was doing a show what? there had oh, I, I Lindsey Graham that. bumper sticker up on the wall. Oh my gosh. That's how much really? you loved him. That's what we're going to do here? That's how much you loved him. I disparaged him. myself because on Throwback Thursday last week on Twitter, and then mm-hmm. I guess it was also put up on Instagram and Facebook, there's me in the old WSC. Hello, Charleston, South Carolina. And in clearly right, right behind you. Right, you see the Lindsey Graham, Graham sticker. Graham. Everyone's calling me out. Lindsey Graham? Really, Keith? You like Lindsey Graham? No, folks, there was never a time when I liked Lindsey Graham. Oh, look, let's zoom in. I had written on that bumper sticker... Stop, Lindsey Graham. So put that in your pipe. I had to I mean, set the record straight. Pat, I don't know if you know this. Oh, but okay, what do you got? You can Photoshop anything. You can. <laughs> in yeah. Today's world. Of course you can. Hold it. Now the, it's easy to do. The Lindsey Graham bumper sticker uh-huh. obviously is not Photoshopped. Right. Uh, the stop, I think the we stop did an investigation. Is, I swear. Yes. yes. I will beat uh, clearly. both of you. We all, we all pointed out the stop after it was posted. Oh, look. Yeah, it's pretty clearly not Whatever. part of the bumper sticker. Well, clearly. Pretty clearly. Stop it. All right. Okay. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. you ready to celebrate? Uh, now the longest-serving Senate Republican leader in history. Oh, my. I saw what? That. Congratulations. Yeah, I saw that. What? Congratulations. McConnell has been in the position 4,179 days, according mm-hmm. to the Senate Historical Office. How many yeah. minutes is that, though, instead of the song? 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he's been a senator for 34 years. Uh, and oh. he's got one of the lowest approval ratings in the nation. People oh can't gosh. stand it. How just, is he held on I all this no time? Idea. Because, mm-hmm. because early on in those races, he got guys like Rand Paul saying they were for him instead of being for our boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agonizing. Yep. That <laughs> yeah, remind so me of that because that actually. That, that's a sore spot. That is me. a sore spot with yeah. me as well because Rand Paul knew better. He did. He knew better, and yeah. he did. He shouldn't have done it. And I, I don't know what he got out of it, but you know, well, I'm, got... I'm not saying the beating in the backyard had anything to do with it. But okay. <laughs> I mean, some conspiracy theorists have said that. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know why it was made no sense why he did that. Except just honoring his bud. No, you had to get the endorsement from the like the backing of the party in the state. It, right. I, I remember there was something with uh, the like. Oh boy, it was it was. With the presidential election and the Senate well, being the same be year, changed. yeah, something needed to be changed. Which so. never was changed, though, right? Yeah. So the, his backing was useless. That's yeah, right. I don't remember. Yeah, I just remember uh, it was bad. That's right. You're right, though. But it had something to do with yes, the ballot did. and everything. Yeah. Ugh. Agonizing. Um, tomorrow, remember this. Put this on your calendars for tomorrow. I'll, and I'll remind you again because uh, June 13th is a Taco Bell Day. Mm. Uh from 2 to 6 p.m., mm. you can score one free Doritos Locos Taco mm. uh, from Taco Bell. Because uh, apparently when the Golden State Warriors stole Game 3 against the Cleveland Cavaliers, that was a steal a game, steal a taco from Taco Bell. So na- nationwide, everybody gets a free taco okay. from 2 to 6. Got to love that. Yeah. I mean, good, good good luck. And you only get one, too, by the way. There's no sending friends in. That's a smart promotion because you get I people know. in there. And uh, what, you're going to get one taco? Yeah. No. No. Have you're you at ever, least going to get a drink. Have you you're ever probably going to get another right. one. From a table with just one taco? If it was the last one. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> and so the answer yes. is yes. <laughs> totally. Uh, at least 60 people have been sickened and dozens have been hospitalized with salmonella after tainted pre-cut melons. Distributed to Walmart, Kroger, Costco, Whole Foods, several states. Hmm. Um, they traced the outbreak to uh, Kateco Foods in Indiana. So they've had the recall from Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Missouri, North Carolina, and Ohio. Amazing. Uh, all the uh, 
Plastic containers with watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe, mixed melons recalled from the shelves. But I found most interesting in this story is that down at the bottom they do a recap of the, uh, remember the big egg outbreak? Uh, the FDA has reported, look, the seminal outbreak at the, the egg farm, that was just due to uh, unacceptable rodent activity. Oh, and, uh, oh is that all that was? <laughs> what was They say, our national romaine lettuce crisis is over, uh, says the CDC. We'll show you a way to celebrate. All right. So good news there. Mm-hmm. And just that, you know. <laughs> just the rodents. Yeah, Don't that. worry about it. <laughs> I love the, uh, it was unacceptable rodent activity. <laughs> I just want to be clear. Keith. What? What what equals unacceptable rodent activity at the Balanac house? Um, when I hear them having keg parties above my bedroom <laughs> ceiling and running across like there's games being played. All right, so still a couple are okay. Because a couple are going to do that. Once you you got to have, it's like a party. Yeah, when the Rat Olympics started, that's when I had a big problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's, as long as we're on food, we'll stay on food for a little bit. I mean, it's my, one of my favorite things. Congratulations to Domino's and thank you. Uh, Domino's has started a new program where they're going to fix potholes across America. Nice. Uh, and uh, I'm in love with Domino's for uh, filling in potholes across America. All you have to do is uh, go to their uh, Paving for Pizza website and select a city. And if it's worthy, they're going to send funds to uh, fix your potholes. And, I, you know, look, if anyone is for using pizzas to fix potholes in cities, I am. Mm-hmm. I hope they're using the stuffed crust pizza uh, to fill those potholes in cities across America. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're actually using pizza. I don't, know that, yeah. I don't but think it would be are. a good idea. No. Mm-hmm. They're actually they're actually using it to. We want our drivers to arrive safely uh-huh. without. And they're sending holes. it to whom? Uh, and how do they know that the money will be used for that purpose? Because the potholes will be fixed. Uh huh. Duh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, city officials are not. Are you no, trying to claim that local no, city I'm, officials I'm say that money's going to go exactly where they okay. want it to go? That's what I'm saying. Okay, then, because there's never been any no misuse of funds. No, please <laughs> stop it. Uh, congratulations! I didn't get a chance to congratulate Justify yesterday for uh, winning uh, the Triple Crown, nice. the thirteenth right. Triple Crown winner on Saturday. Yeah, that was uh, great. It was. He was, and he also. Uh, I found this interesting. Um, he's the thirteenth Triple Crown champion. He's the only second horse to win the Triple Crown as an undefeated horse. Mm. Seattle Slough was the first mm-hmm. as an undefeated horse, and he uh, won the Belmont starting on the rail. And the last Triple Crown from that spot at the Belmont was Secretariat 45 years ago to the day. Wow. The other thing he was the first at is not racing as a two-year-old and then winning the Triple Crown as a three-year-old. That's never yeah. happened before. I mean, never great, happened. great horse. Now, yeah. I will say there was some, uh, there's some uh, questionable tactics used by uh, <laughs> other horses and uh Owners are part of teams uh, that are a little a little wound up at uh, at uh, the, like restoring hope was out there, uh, they, which is owned by the same person. Seemed to be it was more mm-hmm. of an offensive lineman than a racehorse trying oh. to win the bell fr- the Belmont. Oh. Uh, justify was the running back running for the touchdown. Uh oh. <laughs> so I mean that's what NASCAR does, right? Yeah. I mean it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know they they want to. Uh, you know, they want to throw it out there and make a big deal about it, but it'd be tough to, it's tough to argue it when you watch the race, but it's also like they were, you know, there's pl- plenty of owners are like, no, stop it. We don't know what he was thinking. The horse was, you know, might've come out out of control. Cause that's not what I told the jockey to do. The jockey didn't do what he was supposed to do. 
Um, okay. Mm. Well, whatever you say, no problem. But uh, the other two horses, uh, they uh, Windstar Farm, also a major playing uh, and has financial stakes in two of those horses that were in that race, uh, huh. one of which was Justify. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, just, uh, you know. Huh. Little NASCAR horse racing. I love it. I love it. Let's start and let them battle it out. <laughs> Let's battle it out down there in the in the mud. Uh, this weekend uh, was photographed at uh, Weeby Island in uh, Washington State um, early Sunday morning. A picture was snapped at 3:56 a.m. The photographer believes that it was a missile being launched. Oh, there's the picture. We have two pictures of it. Now, that's the first one, and then there's the other one. Is they go inside. The photographer who had his camera out there, the weather photographer, says, I believe strongly this was a missile launch. But the Navy workers at the Navy uh, base there close by was wondering what it was to. Where's this? Are they? They said they don't have the capability to launch a missile from there. Uh, Okay. Where's uh, this again? It's in Washington. State? Uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That does uh, look like a missile launch. Cliff Mass, a professor of atmospheric sciences at the University of Washington, posted the photos, and he said that it really looks like an ascending missile. <laughs> Somebody else said it was a helicopter. Well, yeah, which the, doesn't make any uh, sense. This to guy, me. Uh, Tyler Rogaway at uh, the Drive, uh, looked into it and was looking around, and he found out that at the same time that this was supposed to be happening, the launch, that uh, an air ambulance helicopter in the vicinity. Oh, uh, was flying at the same time. I've never seen a helicopter that uses right. a trail like that. Have you? <laughs> no. What? What are no. you talking about? Not an air ambulance helicopter. I mean, weather Stop balloon it. would have been more believable. Yeah. <laughs> this point. I love that there's a lot of speculation around here. You think? Yes, <laughs> air ambulance helicopter. Stop it. Uh, no, but now, I realize that they did say, you're right, Pat. They did say they didn't have the capability. Mm-hmm. But you know, do we believe that? Well, I don't, I don't believe know. anything anymore. I know. Thank Come you, on. Keith. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now you know people call me fashion all they, over America. They call you Mister Fashion. Yeah, I mean I am fashion. It's clear. Yeah. There's no <laughs> yeah. question. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm a little jealous of a designer, a Chinese fashion designer, uh, Xander Zhu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, had a great runway show uh, with his first ever. Uh, <clears throat> Future of male pregnancy, what? new world baby fashion uh, designing uh, on the runway. What and uh, the here are some world? pictures going through here. Xander, new world men, some of whom uh, you know sporting the baby bumps on the runway. Uh, looking toward the future, Pat of Xander Zoo. And uh, it's <laughs> really, really weird looking. The future of men <clears throat> being pregnant? That's correct. Oh, now, the okay. responses to the mm. pregnant man series... Um, haven't been too hot. The people are saying men can't get pregnant. You can sort that out in high school. Uh, let me clear this up. This was the future. All right. Men will be getting pregnant very soon. Mm, no. <laughs> Negative. No. No, no men will. No, but I mean, that's, that's what Xander Zoo is, is uh, doing. What a world. Making <laughs> It's <laughs> unbelievable. What a world. Unbelievable. Oh, and uh, by the way, uh, officially, uh, net neutrality, old rules are officially the thing of the past. Uh, as of uh, Monday, so as of yesterday, a uh, new set of rules by, for the FCC went into effect yesterday, ending previous consumer protections that prevented internet service providers from blocking or slowing legal traffic or charging for faster delivery of some content. We're doomed. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that right now we're not even being broadcast. 
uh, on the internet. Yeah, it's, it the, killed the, the internet. At because yeah. uh, I think they've shut it down completely. Um, amazingly, amazingly, uh, some sites uh, like Netflix had some issues yesterday, uh, worldwide actually, with some of their streaming, and they just didn't stop and give up. Uh, they actually hmm. cared about create getting that service back up and getting that service working for their customers. That's interesting. Amazing thing. Hmm. Huh. Amazing. Hmm. So be careful, though. So it's to their advantage to uh, treat their customers well? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, hey, but some people are still worried, though, Pat. <laughs> no, I could, know they, they are. Could, they could slow down service. So ridiculous. They could, they could uh, regulate some of those the streaming bans for websites, mm-hmm. and then you'll have to take it. You will not be able to go somewhere else that doesn't do that. You just <laughs> right. won't. Yeah. You won't be able to. I mean, you are, I you are stuck. I know. Right where you're at. I know. You don't. It's agonizing. It is. It's ridiculous. Triple eight. Uh, 933.93, something else that's agonizing is trying to lose weight, especially as you get to a certain age. Uh, it's, a, it's a struggle. And, uh, you know, you, you want to lose the pounds, you want to keep them off, and it can be really tough to do. That's where Riduzone comes in. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And maybe even more difficult than that, it'll help you keep the weight off. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement where they took the good stuff in olive oil, the OEA, and that has been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite. And so that really helps you along your way. So if you hit the age where nothing seems to be working in your favor as far as weight loss, it's time to try Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Enter the promo code PAT and get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. 888-933-93 finishing up. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. So this uh, video has been making the rounds uh, on uh, the internet, uh, on the streaming uh, internet websites, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagrams, about this uh, cute little squirrel that uh, is, uh, you know, takes a bag of candy at Disney. And uh, everybody's thinking, oh, ha, 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 such a cute little squirrel. So, so cute. What a cute little thing. I think, as you, we watch the video here, I think... Uh, <laughs> As this is, shows something completely different. Oh, there he goes. Oh, cute little squad with a bag of M&M. What a thief. <laughs> so cute. There he goes. I'm telling you. How'd the squirrel get in there? Well, the doors are always open at, at Disney, at those, yeah. at those shops. <laughs> and the squirrel knew to go right to the candy section. Well, it's kind of cool. I'm telling you. Trained. That, my friend, is genius. Yeah. That's what we've done. We're Somebody's training trained squirrels squirrel. <laughs> to steal yes. goods from stores. Woo! That is squirrel genius. Squirrel got away with it. You're darn right there because everybody went, oh, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Cute little squirrel. Isn't right. he cute? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at there he goes off with off with that dollar twenty five candy. <laughs> and you know the guys outside going, there you go. Nice Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right, we're going down the road. Let's go. Yeah, next stop. More. Tesla. I mean, that is completely genius. Because if the squirrel ate that, squirrel probably dies from the M and M's. 
Oh, yeah. I would get that. Can't have that. No. So you know he wasn't that. stealing it for himself. No, he's not. He knows he's better than that. to eat that. Come on. <laughs> Stuff <laughs> is poison to a squirrel. <laughs> so clearly it's a highly trained. Highly trained squirrel. Thief squirrel. And uh, somebody got a free bag of M&M's. <laughs> I love it. Nice. I know. Really nice. Quite a heist. I mean, there have been. we've been uh, in... Not so much here in Texas, but in Florida. When I lived in Florida, I mean, squirrels at the parks and stuff, they come up to people all the time and take their food. Uh, if you sit down at a, at a local park or whatever, they'll come mm-hmm. up and just, if they don't take your food, they look at you at the end of the picnic table under these, under the over, and just going, um, here's the deal. You're going to leave some food for us or we're going to attack. <laughs> so you decide which, because there's about 10 of us right now. And you and, and you, a squirrel attack would be frightening. Uh, Yes. Quite honestly. And they come up on you. They just take it. They start jumping on you and biting right. you. Right. That could be bad. That could be very bad. Yeah. So you'd want to give them those McDonald's fries at the park, man. That's like birds with Tippy Hedren yeah. back in the 60s. Squirrels. That could be a good nightmare movie. <laughs> really good horror I, movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, Plus, we know they could be trained, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they can do your bidding and kill people you don't like. Right? Yeah. Squirrels. Triple eight nine. Somebody can use that in Hollywood. Use that idea because uh, I know you're out of ideas. There's one Boy, for you right there. No kidding. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network and welcome to it triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three it is uh pat gray unleashed uh nobody's paying much attention because of the summit to what bill clinton said yesterday (laughs) are they i mean i thought it was kind of stunning what he had to say about how things have changed uh, over the years with the Me Too movement. I think the norms have really changed in terms of mm-hmm. what you can do to somebody against their will, how much you can crowd their space, make them uh-huh. miserable huh. at work. You don't have to physically assault somebody to make them uh-huh. uh, yeah. you uh-huh. know, uncomfortable at work or in, at home or in their utter just mm-hmm. walking around. Isn't that interesting that times have really changed in what you can do to people against their will. I mean, you used to be able to, you know, pull out your man unit in mm-hmm. front of them. Those were the days. And uh, slap them across the face with it. Uh, and like you did to Paula <laughs> Jones. And and nothing would happen to you. And now all of a sudden, people are so picky, you can't get away with that anymore. Is that what he's saying That's exact- here? Is that, that is so weird. What mm. a weird statement. And then he just keeps babbling. Uh, that, I think, is good. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, uh, that is good. I think, the, I think it is, too. It's, uh, I'll be honest. The Franken yeah, case, be honest. for me, was a difficult case, a hard case. The Franken case. There may case. be things I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, but 
Maybe uh, I'm just an old-fashioned yeah. okay. person, but I, it's... You're old, maybe I'm just an old-fashioned person that thinks you should be able to make out with chicks when they're asleep uh, against their will. If they've passed out, you should be able to make out with them, do whatever you want. Like I said, uh, used to be... Uh, the, the, I mean, the rules have changed. Yeah. What you can do to them against their will. That's what I'm telling you. And apparently that was the case with this Al Franken cat. <laughs> this is the weirdest... Uh, this is the weirdest explanation about uh, where the Me Too movement has gone that I think I've ever heard. To me that there were 29 women on Saturday Night Live that put out a statement for him, and mm-hmm. that the first and most fantastic story was right. called, uh, I believe, into question. Too late to wade into it now. And I think it's a grievous thing to take away from the people a decision they have made especially with his election coming up again. Uh, huh. But it's done now. And yeah. I think that all of us should just be focusing on how to do better now, how to go forward. Okay. Uh, that's some weird stuff. <laughs> that is. That is just some weird And, I, you know, he'll just be giving it a pass. Ah, it's Bill. He's getting old. He doesn't know what he's saying. Nah, don't worry about it. That's Bill Clinton. He's not president anymore. We're, we're, rid of the, we're beyond the Clintons. Okay. Talk to Barack Obama now. Talk to him instead. He's the only former president that we want to hear from now. That's not, don't talk to Bill Clinton anymore. I think he's just going to, it's so weird because first of all, you got the Clinton death list, which we still have to deal with. What is it? 145 strong now? Uh, 4.2 billion. 4.2 billion people they've killed. They've killed more people Mm -hmm. than even live in this country. Yep. That's amazing. I mean, they're <laughs> like ten times the number. Yeah. So I, mean, uh, I have to check the math on that. that yeah, was kind of a I, rough on the fly. <laughs> you know how I am with the numbers. Not good. That did seem a little high, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, do I put that past him? No. What is the um, no? What, how long can you file rape charges? I mean, I guess it depends. I'm not state sure if there's state. any sort of uh, limit on that. I don't. I don't Arkansas, know. Right, Arkansas. I, I don't know, but, you know, nobody nobody pays attention to Juanita Broderick. Nobody takes her seriously, or very few do. Nobody really supported Paula Jones, and Hillary went after them all. Hillary virtually destroyed these women. And uh, Juanita Broderick talks about that. She talks about how... Hillary essentially threatened her when she saw her at a party after the incident. And uh, she said it was chilling. It was chilling what Hillary had to say to her. So, I don't know. But we, we just, I guess we don't care anymore about what the Clintons do. So, because that's pretty weird stuff. That is, that's pretty amazing. Something else that's being completely ignored that uh, I'm kind of amazed by is what uh, Louis Farrakhan just said about Jews. Have you heard this yet? I have not. Nobody pays attention to Louis Farrakhan either. Now, if this were a member of the KKK or a member uh, of, I don't know, whatever right-wing skinhead group you can think of, and they said something like this, this would be everywhere. And they'd be painting all white people with this brush. But Louis Farrakhan can say whatever he wants. Nobody pays any attention to it. The couch where you have to uh-huh. sit. It's called the casting couch. Casting couch, okay. 
See, that's see. Jewish power. Uh, what? You see, Mr. Weinstein? Mm -hmm. On his way to jail? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell a Jew that mm -hmm. he's wrong. Ooh. When the Talmud in which he believes yeah. has taught him that Gentile women and black women in particular, you uh -huh. can do anything to them you want. Wait, what? Because they're <laughs> partly animals. Uh, I have never read the Talmud, but I'm guessing that's not true. <laughs> is that is that a true statement? Does the Talmud teach that Jews can do whatever they want to Gentile women, especially particularly black women, because they're part animal? That can't be. That can't be a correct uh, interpretation of what's in the Talmud, can it? Because you could certainly turn around on him and talk about some things that are in the Quran that are in dispute as well. And that are interpreted differently by different people. And probably throw the same kind of thing in his face. About, you know, what what Muslims think of Jews. And how you can... What is that uh, saying where, uh, like, a tree will call out, there's a Jew behind me, come and kill him? Oh, You've yeah. You've heard that, That's right? That's a... Um, is that in the Quran or one of their other yes. oh. holy books? Uh, <sighs> but... Why is it this guy can continue to spew this anti-Semitic, racist nonsense? And he's perfectly fine. Yeah, see, he doesn't lose his job. He can continue doing whatever it is he does uh, to make a living. But wow, if anybody on the right says the least little thing, look out. For instance, uh, the guy who worked at CrossFit. Russell Berger, and he was, uh, he talked about how pride is a sin as it applied to the gay pride parade that one of the CrossFit locations in Indianapolis, they didn't take part in it. They were going to, and then they decided not to. So he actually sounded off about it, and he said, look, that, you know, Pride is a sin, and if you're a Christian, you believe that pride's a sin. So they probably, I applaud them for doing what they did. Well, he got, got, he got fired for that. You just can't, you can't speak your mind if you're on the right. If, if your views aren't politically correct, if your views are Christian in nature, forget it. What if you have a problem with cartoons that... Um, try to normalize things such as drag queens or kids dressed up like drag queens. Why um, would you have a problem with that? I just wonder. Wait, are would, you saying that would that lead to some sort there, of there are ca cartoons that? <laughs> I I'm saying that there are. Mm. Welcome to the new America. It's fun. You'll love it here. All right, let's uh let's check out these cartoons, and I'm sure they're fine. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm sure they're wonderful. Sure. On Netflix. Coming soon. These heroes will shine. Huh? Ooh, 
super drags. Oh, super drags. All right. Cartoon so these characters. are drag queens, huh? Only on Netflix. Coming soon. How proud they must be about that. Only on Netflix. Super drags. So during the day, they work at a department store and deal with their uptight boss. By night, they tighten up their corsets and transform into the baddest super drags in town. Ready to combat shade and rescue the world's glitter from the evil villains. Super drags. Nice. Okay. Uh, And then, is there... Drag Tots. Drag Tots. Drag Tots Mm -hmm. premieres June 28th Mm. on Wow Presents Plus. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at uh, Drag Tots. To give our planet what it needs. Baby drag queens. queens. That's what our planet needs. Yes. Set phasers to stunning. Ooh, snap. Oh. Maybe you're just not cut out to be a real queen. Oh, my God. The greeting is what? What day are you supposed to be, cornball? I'm a Taurus day. That's not even. Glitter powers activate. My best friends in the entire world made this dress for me out of love and kindness and sisterhood. It's priceless and it's not for sale. I'll give you $10,000. Sold. Drag Tots. Yeah. Drag Tots. That's coming soon to, uh, well, June 28th. Today is uh, the 12th. Man, we still have, we have 16 days to wait. How are we going to be able to wait? A little over two weeks to wait. Dang it. I don't know how to... I, what do we do? Drag Tots? What is WoW Plus Presents? I believe it is a streaming network that RuPaul has a stake in. Okay. So you can just kind of... In a world on the brink of chaos where fear is the rule of the land, the Time voices out. of a generation have banded together to give our planet what it needs. On the brink. Baby drag queens. No, we're here. An all-star cast, including uh, Bianca Del Rio... Adore Delano, mm. Valentina, Latrice Royale, Detox, and RuPaul. That's great. Drag Tots. Uh, along with Super Drags on Netflix. I don't know which one I should watch first. Well, cause... I mean, which, whichever debuts first is the one I'm watching first. Yeah. But I'm not going to miss either one of them. you got to believe. Now, hold on a second. I, you and yeah. I are both very eager Golly. to start watching both of these oh, yeah. cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Well, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Do you watch them as soon as one is available, or do you wait? And Until then, the whole season, and, and then, then you can binge. binge. You can binge on it's baby a good question, tots. Keith. I'm not, I'm not sure. Drag tots. Maybe I'll watch one in progress and binge watch the other. And then make sure my kids are watching oh, yeah. both of them. Oh, yeah, because look at them. Because they're going to learn a lot. They're going to learn a lot. Wow. Wow. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust, because that's something that does make sense. Uh, Glenn and Todd, you put this together because they didn't want you to have the same kind of agonizing experience they had trying to sell their home in Connecticut. By the way... Um, the town they lived in mm-hmm. and that I lived right next door to, uh, New Canaan, just passed an ordinance where you can't 
put out a for sale sign on your home. Why? <laughs> because there are so many for sale signs, it looks like the entire town is for sale. That is amazing. Man, in that environment, you need a really good realtor. And and that's where real estate agents at trust.com comes in comes into play because they're chosen based on their experience, their marketing plans, kind of character do they have? What kind of results do they get for their clients? You know, are all of their homes sitting unsold? Well, they're not going to be part of this if they are. But when they sell their homes on time and for the most money, well, then they're going to be a part of this because, and especially if they are fans of the show, because that's another important criteria that we look into so that they have that in common with you. Let our agents earn your business and get your home sold quickly and for the most money you can possibly get for it. It's real estate agents I trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, the town of New Canaan, Connecticut, is instituting uh, the change I just mentioned this summer. Their board of realtors passed a ban on for sale signs in front of the properties where residents are selling their homes and moving away. Um because if you ask the local government, they'll tell you that there's simply no need for the signs anymore. <laughs> there's no need. What do you need? A for- Everybody knows every home in New Canaan's for sale. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. No, they, that's not quite. Uh, savvy shoppers are looking for houses online. Oh, okay. That's why we don't need them. And besides, those signs are a real eyesore. Have you ever seen a for sale sign and thought, man, that that just trashed the whole look? Yeah. Yeah, I've never never thought that. Like, I don't want that house if it comes with that stupid sign right in the yard. It's dumb. In this tiny little town, there were something like 120 homes for sale, and it's like, on every block, there's a for sale sign, and it looked like the entire town literally was for sale. Mm. And, you know, they're pricey homes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be amazing to see if... Um, I, I'd be a little pissed, I think, if my home was for sale and I couldn't put the sign out there for people to drive by and see, hey, that home's for sale. I'm going to call the number. That's how people find their home. I mean, yeah, you also use Zillow now or whatever website, but not exclusively. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sorry if the Northeast is such a hole that is <laughs> overtaxing is. the populace yeah. into oblivion. And it is. But that's what you get for your crappy policies and your terrible job at governing. Yes, unfortunately, that that it, you're you're reaping what you've sown at this point so, in Connecticut. Okay, so I tell you what, New Canaan, why don't you do this on the on the sign that says "Welcome to New Canaan"? Why don't you just put there, you know, just um, 
Everything's for sale. Today we have uh, 4,972 homes for sale. Call this number for more information. <laughs> I mean, is that what you want? Just one sign takes care of everything? Because it is, I mean, there's a mass exodus underway. And, yeah, there is. And it is governments, both local, state, and hmm, some cases federal, reaping what they sow. You know, you got states like this, like Connecticut, states like California, that are now really suffering for the policies that they've that they're responsible for over the past 20 or 30 or 40 years they've got crime you've got drugs uh you have gangs high cost of you have high cost of living you have taxation that people just can't take anymore i mean yes this is a wealthy community but the wealthy don't want to pay 60 percent of their of their salary they work really hard, and they don't want to give 60% of it to the government. I don't know when they're going to wake up and realize that. Maybe, probably never. Never o'clock. Yeah, probably never. Uh, but there's something you could do to get your mind off of it, especially since um, Father's Day coming up this weekend. We've got the pop-up museum happening, happening this weekend. Wow. Father's Day weekend is almost upon us, and we'd love to have you join us here. The 15th through the 17th, so that's Friday through Sunday, Father's Day. Yeah, a few days from now. The Mercury Studios. Go to mercuryone.org slash museum2018. Or just go to mercuryone.org and you'll find it there and you mm-hmm. can click on it. But um, there's going to be a lot of private tours. Doc will be doing one f- uh, Friday at noon. You can sign up for that. Uh, Glenn's is Saturday at 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Stu and Jeffy will be doing one Saturday at 11.30. Jeffy and Brad Staggs, Saturday at 5.30. Okay. Uh, Brad, uh, David Barton has a bunch of tours. Yeah. He's given three private tours, Friday at 2.30, Saturday at 7.30, Sunday at 3.30. Now, if I went too, too fast for all of that, you can go to mercuryone.org and, and click on the museum thing, and you, you can sign up there. I'm not doing one of these tours because I will be on an Alaskan cruise. I'm sorry? I will be on an Alaskan cruise. Uh, but Friday, I, I'll just be, I don't know, moping around somewhere. Moping? Moping, yes. Wow. Uh, because I don't have a tour of my own. So oh, I'll you poor thing. be moping. So, so you'll be doing this show um, from 11 to 2 Central. Yes. And, and then and then we'll just go out there just and hang mingle. out and hang out and uh, talk to you. We won't even charge you extra. <laughs> right. We'll just, we'll just intrude your tour. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Uh, general admission tickets are available Friday through Sunday. Uh, before men had rights, the world was a place of blood and magic and mayhem. Come join us uh, for this incredible event. We'll be looking uh, at what the world was like before men had rights and tyrants ruled. And how our founders realized there was a better way to govern. And you're going to see all of that this weekend. At the uh, pop-up museum. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. And boy, they are really doing great. some serious work My out here. Gosh, they've virtually they remodeled the whole building. The entirety. It's like you walk out and there's no... The, the way you used to go out, yeah, you oh, can't yeah. go out anymore. Now, there's a wall there now. Yeah. And uh-huh. there's tapestry. There's all sorts of... Tapestries, uh, tunnels. Walls and hallways. Displays, and there's a maze now. Where, where it used to be just wide open, you can make a straight mm-hmm. shot to my desk. Now I've got to mm-hmm. make like little rat and cheese, you know, trying to do the little maze. Right. So they're getting it's it set up nicely. Really kind of cool. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Uh, join us this weekend here in Irving, Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We would love 
to hang out with you. Uh, Prince George is at the center of a Twitter storm after a three-year-old was pictured playing with a toy gun. The, the royal family in England. This, I just can't, I can't believe this. The young royal, the little prince. Yeah, what happened? How old is he? What, three now? Three years old. Is he okay? He was seen pretending to shoot a plastic firearm at other children and even at his mother, the Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so upset. (laughs) Twitter users questioned why he had been allowed to play with the toy gun. Right? With many of those pointing to the current surge in violent crime that has hit the UK. Nothing good could come of a child, of a little boy playing with a gun. Nothing good can come of that. You can't allow them to go with those instincts. I, I, you, I, they have to be, they have to be taken out of that child. Right. Present him with dolls and dresses Wait. and get that toxic masculinity out of him. Hmm. You got some cartoons for him to watch. So, yes. Mm. Turn him into a cross-dresser, a drag dresser, whatever. But don't allow him to play with a plastic gun and pretend to shoot it at other children. Or, for the love of heaven, the Duchess of Cambridge. I am outraged. This is, this is you know. Wow. This is, this is bad. Wow. Uh, so in England, they're all up in arms over this. And they should be because this is yes, it's, this is horrific parenting. It I is mean. a catastrophe. I'll tell you that right now. And and notice the 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 orange cap at the end of said plastic toy gun, just highlighting. Oh look at this. Look over oh here. No. Look at this bright orange no. tip here. Yeah, look at oh this. I got a gun. No. I got a gun. Oh my, oh my. See now. And Look at, there's two kids, two with, kids gun. with guns. I mean, seriously, what are Who's we doing? Who's the other person? I don't know. That also allowed their son to have it. What an Probably the Duke oh. of Wellington or some oh my sort gosh. of thing. I don't know. Probably the Duke of Hell. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Looks like the English have a lot in common with Hollywood. Uh, getting all outraged over a toy gun. This is what Hollywood would do. Oh, by the way, you know, we, we played for you yesterday. Uh, all of the Tony Award presenters that babbled about Trump and swore about Trump and Robert De Niro came out. And, you know, Hollywood took the night off from raping each other. <laughs> and... And they uh, got together to self-congratulate, self-adore, self-worship, and spit in the face of Americans who disagree with them. So it was a it was a fun, fun night. And I'm sure they love this story. 
uh, from the royals where people on Twitter were so unhappy with the royal family for allowing their child, Prince George, to have a toy gun in his hand. I mean, seriously. And his little playmate is sitting right across from him. Do we have that picture up? Show this. This is outrageous. He also had a toy gun. Look at that. Look Look at that. That is. Right there. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, my. And you can't be doing that. So is that Kate sitting there? And then across from her, it looks like it might be Fergie. Uh, but I don't know what? that for a fact. Fergie. Really? I don't know. I that's don't know. But that's Kate, right? That's uh, which one of those is the Duke of Hell again? Uh, <laughs> well, is it the one in diapers? Which one is? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not sure which one is the Duke of Hell. Uh, the, but the Duke of Hell is responsible for this. You know that. I, I love on Twitter the... Uh, the outrage over the Royals, one of one of uh, the uh, royal family adorers said, I really don't get toy guns. Why would you play with things you should never have to use? Another tweet, Kate alone shouldn't be blamed about this, as we don't know who owns the toys. But someone should have said, this is not okay. Uh, is it not okay? Is there anybody that agrees with this and, and you know, in the United States of America would say toy guns are a crime for children to play with? You can't, you can't allow your kids to play with toy guns? I've met some parents that don't like toy guns. We don't mm-hmm. play with guns. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I did. My kids can. We, we do. And they didn't, none of them grew up to kill anyone. Check I mean, there's out. there's still time, I suppose, but so far <laughs> they've not killed anyone. I'm about to rock your world, man. Check this out. Okay, my kids, mm-hmm. they run around with guns. Oh my gosh, Nerf guns. Oh yeah, and they shoot each other, each other. Oh my god, with Nerf darts, <laughs> Nerf bullets. Yeah, we so. we actually at one we mop, we our, mop up blood. We spend the whole weekend, like the back half of the weekend, yeah. we're just mopping up blood around the house. Nerf blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We used to get those, uh, what are they called? The soft something guns? I can't remember what they're called, but they actually had little pellets in them. And yeah. they kind of hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of hurt. I know what you're talking about. Just a paintball? or and Not paintball exactly, oh. but it was something that they, you shoot and it's a little pellet, but it doesn't it doesn't squirt anything out of you when it hits you. Um, like air, but if you air get, rifle or something? Yeah, yeah, airsoft guns. Airsoft, yeah. Airsoft guns. <clears throat> uh, they had... Amazing wars with those. And the whole neighborhood was in there shooting each other with them. Yeah. And that's why they're so violent today. Well, they're not, but... Did everyone in the neighborhood, like, they were all murdered by each other, right? Yes. Yes, they all grew up to kill one another later on. It's like a Hunger Games neighborhood or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Oh. So, I guess um, they were out. Kate had joined... Uh, her sister Charlotte, okay. or somebody's sister Charlotte, to watch William and take part in the Maserati Royal Charity Polo Trophy at Beaufort Polo Club Wait, in Gloucestershire. You can't. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You're doing the audience a disservice unless you reread that over the top of Vivaldi. Please. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to do this, folks. I am testing Pat Gray. On the fly here. Because okay, I'm a performance monkey. Yes, you are. I just, okay. uh, Prince William is taking part in the Maserati Royal Charity Polo Trophy at Beaufort Polo Club in Gloucestershire. Much better. Thank right. you. 
Uh, and so um, Twitter exploded, and they were very disappointed uh, about the about the little kid. The I guess his name is George, Prince George, playing with guns. Just so wait a tragic. minute. Tragedy. Have they not banned toy guns in Britain? Because that's next. That's a really good question. And banning toy knives? I they, mean, if you want the next generation to grow up brainwashed like this one uh, before it, mm-hmm. then let's get on that, Britain. Mm-hmm. What is your problem? How are they not even banned yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's coming. Uh, here's another tragedy. Actress Rose McGowan, who is the big... Uh, I guess she's the driving force, really, behind me, the Me Too movement, isn't she? Didn't mm. she kind of kick this into gear? Kind of, yeah, I think so. She was one of the very early ones. Uh, she's really outspoken. She is incredibly progressive. She's kind of obnoxious. And I hate what happened to her. If it if it did happen, I don't know, because I wasn't there, and nobody's been charged yet with it. But uh, if she was raped by Harvey Weinstein... He deserves to go to prison for the rest of his life. Um, but she is uh, an interesting person. And she's been indicted on one count of cocaine possession by a grand jury in Virginia. Court documents say the cocaine was found in a wallet that McGowan left behind on a plane. Mm. Um, do we have her mugshot? Oh, we got to see this. Look at we, there. Huh? There she is. Ooh, wow. Ooh, that doesn't look like uh, she looked in, um, what was the name of that show she was in? Charmed. Yeah. She she doesn't look the same as when she was in Charmed. Of course, that was, what, 20 years ago, so hmm. I don't look the same as I did 20 years ago either. Um, but, uh, but my mugshot looks better than that. Really? Yeah, from the traffic ticket. Remember that? Did they, did they take no. a mugshot? They should have think, totally taken a mugshot. I don't shot. think they did take a mugshot. I don't remember one if they did. Ah, uh, you're lucky, man. <laughs> anyway, she left it behind on a plane, and she has repeatedly said that the drugs were planted on oh. her. They're not hers. If you're listening, Jeffy, try this excuse. Uh-huh. Try this next time. Um. McGowan told the New Yorkers Ronan Farrow that she lost the wallet while flying to D.C. for the Women's March. The airport found two bags of cocaine inside. Imagining I'm going into sisterly solidarity, I can think of nothing more opposed to that, energetically, that I would want in my body at that moment, she said at the time. Uh, huh. Her attorney, Jim Hundley, did not comment on the indictment. However, he wrote to the Virginia court in November that the drugs had to be planted. Depending on when and where the wallet was lost, individuals other than Ms. McGowan had access to the wallet uh, for somewhere between approximately 5 hours, 40 minutes, and more than 11 hours. She moved for the charges to be dismissed. The judge refused. There must be some serious evidence here, right? Mm. She's blaming this on Weinstein. She, th- this was planted on her because why? The police are in love with Harvey Weinstein? They're on Harvey Weinstein's side? I mean, that's silly. That's uh, ridiculous. What did they find it in? She left behind what? In a wallet. Okay, so... On a plane. So somebody working for Harvey Weinstein was just hanging around, stalking her for the last yeah. couple months. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, as soon as she leaves a wallet on a plane... <laughs> You get that. You got to get onto the plane. So first of all, you need to work yourself through Mm -hmm. security. Stalk her. Wait till she leaves 
and then the plant pl- these and then two bags of cocaine. Get on that plane and in her wallet, and we're gonna get her. Oh man, she's toast. Oh, because Harvey, man, I love that move, movie he did. You know the Pulp Fiction thing, mm-hmm. eighty years ago. That was mm. so good. So let's get her for that. Uh, weird. That's just weird. Uh, and a Kirtland Air Force Base officer with top security clearance who disappeared 35 years ago has been found in California. Perfectly fine. Just been living a different life. That's all. Uh, under a, a, a new identity. The Air Force Office of Special Investigations said in a news release this week that William Howard Hughes, wow, that's a familiar name, William Howard Hughes Jr., uh, was apprehended at his home after a fraud investigation involving a fake identity he'd been using. It took 35 years? Hughes was involved in classified planning and analysis of NATO's control, command, and communication surveillance systems during the Cold War, specialized in radar surveillance. He was a uh, captain, was 33 years old at the time, and single when he vanished. He was last seen withdrawing more than $28,000 in Albuquerque in the summer of 1983 after returning from a two-week vacation in Europe. he just completed a stint in the Netherlands where he worked with NATO officers. Uh, he was supposed to be back in Albuquerque by August of that year. Instead, he withdrew the money and left, just went AWOL. So I guess the problem is he kind of didn't inform the army I think military. you're supposed to, I've heard you're mm-hmm. supposed to do that. Yeah, and maybe get discharged before you do this. He told authorities after his capture that he was depressed about being in the Air Force and just decided to leave. Nah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go. Uh, not a good idea. Although, wow, he got away with it for a long time. So here's what he could face. Up to five years of confinement. Forfeiture of all pay and dishonorable discharge from the Air Force. So, well, they haven't been paying him anyway, right? Well, um, have they been paying I, him? No, no. I'm saying no. I think I guess it means all of the pay that he received while he was, you know, legitimate. Okay. Uh, anyhow, but apparently the Air Force is on a hunt for these guys because last year they caught a guy in Florida who had been living under another identity since 1972. Apparently, the Air Force has a wow. very long memory, so if you decide to go wow. AWOL from them, uh, they've got a list, according to this article I'm looking at right now. Um, 72. They Holy are hunting you down. And he was found last year, so 45 years later. This guy is 35 years later. He created a fake identity and just lived in California ever since. But now he's been charged with desertion. And he's being held at Travis Air Force Base in California. So he could face five years in prison? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. Was 35 years of freedom worth it? I don't know. <laughs> right. How long, we, how long do you commit know. at a time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, how long are Air Force commitments? I don't know. Two to four years, probably. I, at that time, I don't know. But I think uh, they like a four-year commitment. But, but I think you can do two. Two, three, and six-year... Um, no, four is not even an option. Good. Okay. So uh, two, three, and six. Well, if you're inactive, well, he obviously was active. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, pff, suck it up. 
Yeah. Uh, and maybe just, you know, say you'd, you'd like to leave and see if you can get a discharge of some kind, and then you can go live your life. Uh, and you wouldn't even have to change your identity uh, mm-hmm. under those circumstances. Neighbors apparently stunned at the news. There always neighbor. are. Yeah. No, no matter what happens, <laughs> you know man. What? There's never a neighbor that goes, you know what? Yeah, I saw this coming. I, this I, knew, I knew he was going to kill 84 people. I right. knew it. I, I knew, knew this guy it. was on the lam. <laughs> I could just tell when he would mow his lawn really fast and run back uh-huh. inside, you know? Uh, I never <laughs> wanted his picture taken. I don't know what was, was so weird. Couldn't connect with that guy. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. returns remember the guy uh remy is it remy or remy it's remy remy he worked for um uh, reason. Reason. reason reason magazine reason tv yeah, he did that uh he did that song uh he he as, want a, people to die. as a u.s senator yeah. Yeah. yeah if you want people to die people did i think let me see if i Oh, you might have in the old box I'm, over there. I might. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, searching, searching. it was. It was okay. Ooh. So Remy did this. These cuts are blood money. People will die. Let's be very clear. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy. Right. American lives. Okay. People need kidneys. It's sad but decreed. Yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear. Over 30,000 people yeah. are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons. Black people, white people, Native Americans. We need to ban alcohol. <laughs> It can't be denied, unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Murders are bad. They have no defenders, yet right. many are committed by repeat offenders. I say lifetime in prison, <laughs> whatever the crime, unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. I don't have a bill or a groan to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You so want people good. to die. That good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough. You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry unless of course you just want people, people to, to die. die the carbs the container we mm. cannot ignore whipped right. cream's killing more people than ever before this bill would be passed and be ratified if those people that didn't want people to <laughs> die okay so so that was the one he did a few months ago mm-hmm. really good now he's back with one about the tsa we were just doing the story about the 96 <laughs> year old grandma uh-huh who was felt up at the airport. Ugh. I mean, they spent six minutes hassling and abusing, I think, abusing this woman while her family stood there and, you know, expressed their absolute horror at what was happening. And the TSA just kept doing it. Just, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So Remy is back now to talk about the TSA. Here it is. For the longest time, whoa, 
It's Remy. He's a uh, genius. From Reason. Uh, really good stuff on the TSA. Mm-hmm. And all true. <laughs> all true. Uh, I mean, it, 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 you know, they, they don't train these people as we talked about the other day. They, they don't train them to look for, you know, suspicious people, to look for people who are out of the ordinary, maybe uncomfortable in the line, who, Maybe have something to hide. They, instead, they do random searches and and grope uh, innocent Americans and ninety six year old wheelchair bound women. Yeah, and you probably don't need me to tell you this, but uh, on the Twitter at Pat Unleashed, you're going to tweet this out here in just a second, so people can actually see the video. Now, if I'm going to do that, why would I need you to tell me that? Because obviously, uh, I'm doing that. I mean, we share right? a brain, so you know, I'm just. Uh, so. I mean, I, I've told you, you before, mm-hmm. I'm a multitasker. And that, you've told me that? Do that all mm-hmm. at the okay. same time. Really? Uh, 888-933-93. <laughs> also, uh, just one more thing on uh, uh, that we probably have time for today. This uh, Israeli situation where they're condemned by everybody in the world, the except for us. Uh, the UN has condemned them, I don't know how many hundreds of times, and I think the Palestinians like zero times. Um, but over the weekend, Israel rolled out a website in Farsi. Now, Israel, obviously, that's not a language that they normally speak in that country. It's the official language of Iran. 
they rolled out this website to help the Iranian people with their everlasting water-related issues, which stem, in part, from the country's desert climate, uh, but are heavily tied to the Islamic Republic's political regime. As the New York Times reported in January, Iran is currently facing a water shortage amid another terrible drought. The Israeli website instructs Iranians on effective water conservation methods, how to recycle water, and even includes pertinent information for Iranian farmers, such as proper irrigation techniques, and they do it all in Farsi to help them out. Wow. What horrible people they are. Those hateful Zionists. Oh my gosh. Bastards. Uh, just trying desperately to rule others and tell them what to do. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you butcher. This is what we've said a million times. You know, the, the Israelis do this kind of stuff. The Palestinians do other kinds of things. Hmm. The Arab countries around them do other kinds of things, it seems. So, and, so, so, so let me see if I can sum this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the side of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, mm-hmm. is it fair to say the Palestinians try to take lives of the Israelis while the Israelis are trying to help and the save lives, lives and perhaps? Save lives of, yeah, I think that's... Of those that aren't like them, that share a different faith? Seems like that would be, uh, but it can't be, can it? Because hmm. we're supposed to hate them so much. I was reading this article, too, over the weekend about how different... Uh, the Israeli Jews are from the American Jews. The American Jews have a 76% disapproval rating for Donald Trump. In Israel, it's like 76% approval of Donald Trump, 10% disapproval. And that's a liberal country from what I've heard as far as politics go. But But they understand they have a friend. They do. They actually have a friend now. They do. I'm probably the best friend Israel's ever had, as far as I can tell. All right. 888-900-3393. Use that tomorrow. And we will uh, talk to you then, right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.